tonight again he opens his heart, though it is more difficult every time he does so. The scar tissue is thick, and the flesh refuses to part easily. His body cavorts in the chair as he cuts at himself. Welcome to Scary Stories to Review in the Dark, a podcast dedicated to giving you honest reviews of horror fiction and nonfiction alike. I'm your host, Tyson Hanks. I'm a published horror writer myself, but I enjoy reading it just as much as I enjoy writing it. This is episode number one, numero uno, and in this inaugural episode, I'll be discussing a very early story from my favorite author, Stephen King, or in this case, Richard Bachman. I'm talking about King slash Bachman's 1977 novel, Rage. I'll also review the extremely short story, Tonight Again, by Clive Barker. So, lock your doors, turn down the lights, and get ready for scary stories to review in the dark. A high school show-and-tell session explodes into a nightmare of evil. So reads the cover jacket on the 1977 novel Rage. Rage was written by a little-known author at the time named Richard Bachman. It wouldn't be until February of 1985 that the literary world would discover that Richard Bachman was in fact Stephen King. King published seven books under the Bachman pen name, Rage, The Long Walk, Roadwork, The Running Man, Thinner, The Regulators, and Blaze. The first four of these were released in a collection in 1985 appropriately titled The Bachman Books. And it's in this collection that I recently and for the first time read Rage. Why would what is arguably horror's greatest author choose to use a pseudonym? In short, it's because Stephen King is a publishing machine and at the time, publishers thought that they knew everything. Back then, it was expected that authors only publish one book per year. And if you know anything about Stephen King and his insane level of output, that just wasn't going to work for him. In his book, On Writing a Memoir of the Craft, King mentions that he writes something like, at minimum, 2,000 words per day. So you don't have to be a math wizard to see just how much material he's capable of producing. But at the time, his publishers thought that the market was being oversaturated with King books. So... He decided to release them as an unknown author named Richard Bachman, who lived in rural New Hampshire. The truth is, the first five Bachman books didn't really sell all that well. At least, not until King came out as Bachman. To put things into perspective, Richard Bachman only sold 28,000 copies of the book Thinner, but after King dropped the pseudonym and put his real name on it, he sold 280,000 copies of the same book. Now, Rage is a pretty controversial novel, even for a Stephen King project. A quick synopsis of the book reveals why. Rage is about a mentally unstable high school student who brings a gun to school, 
shoots a couple of faculty members, and then holds his classmates hostage as they all share some pretty disturbing stories about their lives. The simple truth is, is that King wrote this book in a time that is far different than today. Today, school shootings are a tragically common occurrence that most authors wouldn't touch with a 40-foot pole. In fact, after several school shooters cited rage as being an influence on their actions, Stephen King asked publishers to pull the book from print in 1998. That makes getting a copy of Rage a little on the difficult side. You're not just going to be able to walk to your local library or brick-and-mortar bookstore if you still are lucky enough to have those around and ask for a copy of the book. See, I had heard all of this before I ever read the book, so I went in expecting something pretty awful. But the truth is, in my opinion, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yes, writing a fictional piece about a school shooting today could be considered by many as in poor taste, but King actually wrote this in 1965, even though it wouldn't be published for another 12 years. Back then, the idea of a kid bringing a gun to school and committing murder, and then holding classmates hostage was, it was possible, but something that was thought to be highly unlikely. Plus, King doesn't really dwell on the actual shootings themselves much in the book. In my opinion, the real horror and gut-churning content resides in the personal stories and trauma that Charlie Decker, the main character, and his classmates share with each other. What may be even more frightening is the reaction that many of those students have to what's going down in a single afternoon in their classroom. I really can't go into any more detail than that without spoiling it. Look, obviously the subject matter is pretty disturbing and I certainly wouldn't recommend anyone with homicidal tendencies read it, but as a study in the early work of Stephen King, it really shouldn't be missed. Getting your hands on a copy will present a bit of a challenge though as I've already mentioned. Original paperback copies are going for at least $500 on eBay, so your best bet is to track down a copy of the Bachman books, like I did. Used copies of this collection can usually be found for under 20 bucks. At just over 120 pages long, Rage is a quick read, especially for a King piece. If I have any criticism, I guess it's that the book might actually be too short. Again, that's definitely not something you often hear associated with a Stephen King book. Many could argue that the factors that drive Charlie to do what he does are a bit canned. He's got daddy issues and bullying comes into play, etc. And I'm certainly not downplaying those issues because I know it's a serious concern for, for kids today. However, when you get to those parts in the book, you really can't say that, that it's a huge surprise. I think in this case they're spot on. However, a little more backstory for the characters would have made at least me care for or in some cases hate the characters a little more and that's what I was looking for. All in all though, as one of the first works by such a prolific author, it really shouldn't be missed. So ultimately I'd give Rage a 7 out of 10. Now let's chat about another prolific horror author, shall we? The excerpt I read at the beginning of this episode was from Clive Barker's very short story, Tonight Again. It shares its title from the book in which it's published. Tonight Again is a collection of short stories and poems originally published in 2015. Most of the stories have an erotic theme, and for those of you who have read Clive Barker's work before, this is probably not a surprise. What makes this book unique is that it's Barker's first collection of stories in 25 years. The last collection was his amazing Books of Blood. Also, this collection includes original illustrations from Clive Barker himself. The art is very bizarre and very erotic. 
which makes the fact that I got this book for Christmas from my grandmother even more awesome. The short story, Tonight Again, is the only story I've read in the book so far, and I really like it. It's barely a page and a half long, but in that short time, Barker manages to elicit a lot of emotion in the reader, at least for me personally. Being such a short story means that I have the potential to spoil the entire thing very quickly, so I'll have to be careful with my comments. Let's just say that the basic plot synopsis is that Tonight Again is about a man that quite literally opens his heart up to potential lovers only to be hurt and then do it all over again. Once you get past the gruesome visuals, the story is actually very sad and hits home for many of us, I think. At its core, Tonight Again is about someone who constantly struggles with relationships and finding love. Most of us have either been there ourselves or we could right now find three people on our social media feed who could literally be the main character. They're constantly getting into bad relationships, only to have their hearts broken and swear off dating, but a month later they're posting about how they found the greatest guy or gal in the world. The rest of us sit back and we can practically name the date and time before the next I've had my heart broken again post drops. What Barker has done is put onto two short pages the metaphorical pain that these people feel. I give the short story tonight again a 9 out of 10 and personally I can't wait to read the rest of the collection. Well, that just about does it for episode number one of Scary Stories to Review in the Dark. I wanted to start off with a bang, and that's why I chose to cover two selections from Stephen King and Clive Barker, arguably the biggest names in horror fiction. If you like the show, please subscribe and consider leaving a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I want to thank Shane Ivers for the theme song that opens Scary Stories to Review in the Dark. The song is called Mystery Unsolved, and you can find it and any of Shane's other work at www.silvermansound.com. You can also find the link in the show notes for this episode. Finally, I wouldn't be a very good independent author if I didn't shamelessly plug my own books. Invasive Species is my latest project, and I co-wrote it with my friend and fellow horror writer John Catapano. Invasive Species is a throwback to those great creature flicks many of us children of the 70s and 80s grew up with. Think Jaws, Piranha, and Arachnophobia. It's got local residents getting chewed up, a greedy corporation and dirty government officials trying to cover it up, and a local sheriff and veterinarian as the heroes. You can find more info and links to buy Invasive Species and any of my other books on my website at TysonHanks.com or on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you purchase your books. Look for episode number two of Scary Stories to Review in the Dark in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, keep reading horror and stay spooky.